welcome to a short bonus episode of Half Hour Mentor with me, Ian Cleverdon. In this third series, I've interviewed some great personalities from the world of the creative arts, including authors, musicians, and some in the strategic management field. For each of these interviews, I had a preliminary chat with each guest in advance of the recording to discuss the topics I'd like to cover, and of course, check that they were happy with that approach. However, at the end of each interview, I kept recording and asked my guests some quick-fire questions which they hadn't been told about. One of the common questions I asked was about the funniest thing that had happened to them in their respective careers. Once they started answering, there was to be no editing, and as you'll hear in this episode, we had some hilarious results. None of the clips you're about to hear appeared in the main episodes. First up is my last guest in the series, the former Director General of the BBC and Life Peer, Lord Tony Hall. He served as DG from 2013 to 2020, but prior to that had served the BBC in news production for 27 years. Being in such a high-profile role, he was bound to have been asked to take part in many TV and radio programmes. But which one did he agree to appear in? Uh, W1A. Um, which I just loved. People said to me in politics, said, how can you allow that programme to go out when you're, you're negotiating a charter? And I said, because it's really important that people can see you can make fun of yourself. And I thought it was wonderful because it was not just about the BBC. It was about corporate life. And the funniest bit, I suppose, was I kept saying I don't want to be in this programme, even though I was, if you know what I mean, by reference. And I, uh, in the end, said yes to being in the last episode where I went, to, went aboard the TARDIS and never came back. And uh, I loved it. So the great team, very, very funny. And uh, I, I enjoyed the show. And I, hope, I think lots of other people did too, actually. Let's turn to the world of crime fiction writing. I had a fascinating two-part interview with the best-selling author, Paul Finch. As you may appreciate, when you sit down to write a novel, you create a first draft, and often several more, depending on the editing process and the demands of the publisher. Incidentally, if you've ever considered that you might fancy having a go at writing a book, do listen to Paul's episodes as they'll give you an immense amount of guidance. Paul's funny contribution came about from one of his early drafts for his brilliant DS Mark Heckenberg crime series, or Heck, as the characters know. One thing that was quite funny was with one of the Heck books, I, when I was, I'm not sure this is the funniest thing, but when I was working my way through... I, if I had, if there were parts of the book I wanted to go back to to look at again because I felt it needed a bit more work or there was a question mark against it, or maybe it needed a bit more research, I would write Donald Duck, and this is because I thought I would use a, a reference that I would, would not appear in the rest of the book, and of course I would then always very carefully remove every reference to Donald Duck before I delivered the draft to my publisher. One occasion, I, <laughs> I forgot think, about. I see this. where this is going. Yes, and, uh, and uh, <laughs> Helen, who was the lovely, the lovely Helen Hurthwaite, who was my editor on the Heck books um, at HarperCollins, we were halfway through a session. She said, "There is a qu- one question I have to ask you." I said, "He said, what has Donald Duck got to do with this story?" <laughs> <laughs> Heck keeps stopping, and Donald Duck appears. <laughs> so that's so why. I had to tell her, look, I'm sorry, I just forgot to delete them all, which she thought, firstly, she was very relieved by, because she wasn't missing some subtext, you know, that was in there, that she fell about laughing. So, um, thank heaven. Yeah, that was quite funny. It probably doesn't seem quite that funny now, but it seemed quite funny at the time. Absolutely. That's that's brilliant. 
Now let's head off to the world of music. Towards the end of the series, I caught up with the fabulous Yorkshire folk duo Bryony Griffith and Alice Jones. They've had so many funny incidents, it was hard for them to pick, but their contribution involved sparkly clothing and a harmonium, which is a keyboard instrument that's operated using pedals. I quite liked it when Alice wore high heels to play a harmonium. And that didn't work. <laughs> that was where was that Edgeworth? <laughs> yeah. And the step, the, I had, a, I had a really... pencil skirt on, and the steps were like steep. <laughs> so I kind of like shimmied up this thing. Finally got up there, like teetering. Um, and the first thing we do was like unaccompanied song and a song yeah. with a guitar. And I moved to the harmonium, and my knees were practically under my chin. <laughs> I got the heels stuck on the pedals, and I had to take them off. <laughs> they were like silver mirrored uh, stiletto boots. They were good. Yeah, yeah, but not. It's usually wardrobe malfunction, isn't it? Do you remember yeah. the, the, sticky, the sequin yeah. <laughs> so trousers. trousers that like stuck her legs to each other <laughs> so she couldn't play the harmonium? They just like all the sequins overlocked between my legs. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I've turned into a mermaid. <laughs> Reg Muros is one of the UK's most critically acclaimed singer songwriters, and we had a great catch up about his career and the art of songwriting. I've seen Reg perform live several times and he shares many of his stories as part of his live act, but here's one I hadn't heard before. I suppose I'd say touring with Hank Wanford. He's a hugely entertaining man. And, you know, the the, the stories of uh, being on the road with Hank, you know, you can pick one like uh, playing in Cornwall, the bringing the Lord to the Lizard. I don't know if you've t- told you that one, but... Uh, that was funny. You know, we were doing a show that was basically uh, duets and uh, and we did a lot of religious songs. So again, you know, not for religious reasons, but because they were great duets. So we did I'm Using My Bible as a Roadmap and Insured Beyond the Grave. And and Hank um, Hank was really good at, at finding these these obscure songs that were just beautiful, you know, beautiful harmony songs, two-part harmony songs. We played the lizard, and then it was just really peculiar. There was a really peculiar atmosphere there, and uh, and you know we'd done all these songs in Shore Beyond the Grave, using my barber's roadmap, and H A P P Y because I'm F R E E, you know, which predated D I V O R C E by about forty years, and um and you know we did this gig, and then at the end, this enormous guy, he's a promoter, comes up to us, and we we sensed that there was something quite strange about his place. And he comes up and he puts his arm around the pair of us and, and Hank's about six foot tall. So it's kind of, a, a, this guy's probably about six, four or something. It's a big, big bloke. And he comes up and he puts his arm around the two of us and he says, thank you for bringing the Lord to the lizard. <laughs> that was, it took us a few while to get over that one. That's not a phrase you hear every day. You know what I mean? It's a, that was something very, very strange about that place. That's funny. But we had lots and lots and lots of, you know, I had a, I had a great time touring with Hank. It was very funny. Have you ever gone to a concert thinking that you were seeing a particular artist, but then realised you'd misread the name on the poster? No, I thought not. That said, it happened to US-born and now UK-based singer-songwriter Sarah McQuaid. Uh, the funniest thing that's ever happened to me is a man, although it's kind of heartbreakingly funny, is a man coming up to me at a gig with a Sarah McLachlan album for me to sign, saying, <laughs> this is one of my favourite albums and I'm so excited to finally see you in person. Will you sign this album? And I said, that's not my album. 
<laughs> not Sarah McLaughlin. I, I I don't know quite how it happened that he actually managed to get as far as buying a ticket for a Sarah McQuaid concert and and hearing me perform and still thinking that I was Sarah McLaughlin. But that seems <laughs> to happened. The last of the musician stories is a cracker. Here's another of our finest singer-songwriters, Boo Hewardine. I think a good one is a good Glasgow one is when the Bible played at King Tut's, which is in Glasgow, it was a legendary venue. Yes. It was the middle of winter, and I still smoked. And we finished the last song, and I went out on the ba- on the on the fire escape to have a, uh, a smoke while they were asking for an encore, and the door slammed shut behind me, a big steel door, and I banged on it, and nobody could hear me because I was sure. So I had no option but to run round the block. It's a, it's a block of huge block. And it was slipping and sliding, was slipping and sliding, and I, I managed to get all the way around. Then I had to, it's on the top floor of the gig, and I had to make my way up the stairs, and my glasses steamed up. And then there's a big, huge bouncer. I said, "You've got to let me in." He said, "Why?" He said, "I'm the singer." And he had a sort of look of doubt on his face. You can imagine why, you know. And uh, eventually, I managed to, after much pleading and other people saying, "He is, he is," I managed to get past him. And I ran to the stage, and I fell flat on my face and bent my glasses and had to do the encore with my glasses like that that was uh, quite a good one (laughs) (laughs) it's an absolutely brilliant spinal tap like moment there from Boohie Redeen thanks to all of my guests for being such good sports and sharing their blunders and funny experiences with me there are many more funny incidents and of course great advice to be found in the main episodes so if you haven't already listened to their full interviews do go back and have a listen As the series title suggests, each interview is around a half hour mark in length, so it's great for that short walk, for a car journey or a gym workout. Well, that's it for this episode. There's one more episode to come in this series, and that will feature a compilation of the best bits of advice and personal guidance shared by my guests across all three series to date. Make sure you subscribe to the series to be notified of new episodes, and also to have easy access to the rich archive of interviews. Please also share these links with anyone whom you feel would benefit from the content. I hope you enjoyed this fun episode. Thanks for listening. Until next time, bye for now. Bye.